0: Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from Horizon West Church. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at horizonwestchurch.com. And if you're in the Horizon West area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now enjoy this podcast from Horizon West Church. Horizon West, how are we doing tonight? Amazing, amazing, man, it is so cool. Uh, to hang out with y'all. If we haven't had a chance to meet, uh, my name's David. I serve on the missions team over at the John Young campus. And if we haven't had a chance to connect yet, I'd love to give you a fist bump, uh high five, corona elbow right here, I love it, corona elbow, corona heel maybe, air hugs if that's your preference. Whatever your corona greeting of choice is, um, I would love to connect with you. If you have a Bible, go ahead and open up to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, and while you're turning there, uh, let me take you back to the spring of 2017, spring of 2017. If you can imagine, I'm 21, okay, Uh, I don't have a beard, Uh, I'm wearing high white Nike socks, my wife can tell you, I was just, uh, I was an athlete, okay, don't hate on my style, don't hate on my style. But I was actually serving in the young adult ministry, actually with this really cool worship leader, Uh, his name is Justin Yates, do you all know him? Okay, I think he was right up here earlier. Yeah, clap it up for Justin. Clap it up for Justin. I was doing young adult ministry with him and just having the time of my life, the time of my life. We were doing campus ministry at UCF, reaching college students, uh, throwing these epic Frisbee games right on Memory Mall, uh, throwing these epic pizza parties, getting college students into First Orlando, discipling them. It was just a blast. Time of my life. But by the end of that summer, Something happened to me. My soul felt weird. My energy was depleted. Um, I was scheduling things and then having to back out last minute. I wasn't getting sleep, but knew I needed to get sleep. Horizon West, I was burnout. out. I was burnout. out. Now, maybe you've been there too. Maybe you're there right now. But I found myself just so tired all the time, and I was asking This question, it'll be on the screen. Why do I feel so empty when I've been doing so many good things? And maybe you've had that thought as well. I was doing ministry, I was reading Matthew 28 and I was doing it, I was being obedient, I was extending the kingdom but I felt empty. And along the way I was asking this question. Now, I think the answer to this question is actually found in John 15, verses 5 and 6. So before we jump in, could I pray for us, and then we'll read together? Is that cool? All right. Bow your heads, guys. Jesus, we love you. God, thank you for Horizon West. Thank you for Chris Ogden and his leadership over the last few years. God, thank you for the faithful ministry and preaching and communicating and shepherding he's done God, I ask that you would bless our time, God. Um, help me to be helpful. Help me to be clear and just build up your church. You, you name me, pray. Amen. Amen, guys. So, John 15, verses 5 and 6. John 15, verses 5 and 6. It reads this way I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Now, in preparing for this message, I was really prepared to make all of the branches puns, that's my last name, but I I will uh, spare you that misery from all the dad jokes. But, in answering the question, In answering the question, why do we feel so empty when we're doing so many good things? I think John here offers us three things to notice in answering that question. The first is this, notice the roles established by Jesus. Notice he says this, I am the vine, he is the vine, and we are the branches. Jesus here is establishing his authority He's establishing his role in ours, in this, and our role in this. Jesus is establishing that he is the supplier of life and we're the extension of life into the world, into our families, into our friends, networks, and neighborhoods. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Now here's the thing, church. Here's the thing. How often, how often do we get those roles reversed? How often do we try to take on the role of vine and branches? We're trying to pull double duty. We weren't wired for that. We weren't wired for that. We weren't meant to play that role. That's the role of Jesus. When we try to lean into our own strength, what happens? We get burned out. We wither. We, we suffer. We have nothing left to offer. It's not a role we were meant to play. And I was thinking about this idea, and I actually thought back to my wedding day, okay? I've been married a little over a year now, so we've made it over that one-year hump, okay? Maybe some of you are like, yes, I know what you mean. Um, But we got married a little over a year ago down in Inverness, Florida. Uh, My wife did an incredible job planning the wedding. I just kind of nodded my head and said, yeah, that sounds really good. Um, We had a wedding down there, so if you can imagine, okay, y'all are in a field right now, uh, there's a tree overhang, really beautiful. There's a, there's a lake behind us, a light breeze coming off of the lake. It's 95 degrees outside. The birds are chirping, and here comes the bride. Okay, here comes the bride. I'm standing up here with Doug Hankins, who did our wedding. Maybe you all know Doug. Um, yeah, shout out, Doug. Um, groomsmen are here. Bride, bridesmaids have come down. My, my wife comes, and we make the exchange Her dad says, her mother and I, you know the whole deal. Now, now, let's imagine, let's imagine that I'm in a white dress, okay, and my wife is in a gray tux. Now, y'all don't want to see me in the dress, and I can't wear heels. Sammy could maybe pull off a tux, but that would be weird, right? That wouldn't work. It's the same thing here in John 15. Jesus is establishing, he is the vine, and we are the branches. Those are the roles that he's clearly established for us. He set expectations, he set expectations. But he also gives us this really cool world, this really cool word, and it's the word abide. The word abide. Um, In the Greek, this is a word that means to remain, means to remain, to tarry, to linger, to dwell, to stay longer than you should. Now, have y'all ever had a friend that you invite over for a party and they just don't get the hints that they're supposed to leave? Has that ever happened to y'all? Yes, I'm seeing some head nods. Hopefully not anyone in this room that you're nodding at. But y'all know that friend, right? They come over, you know, you're cooking burgers and you're watching the game and it's like, you know, 11, maybe two, maybe a little bit later if you're a young adult, and you're tapping your watch, you're dropping all the hints, like the conversations are getting shorter, and they just don't get it, right? They just don't get it. Now here's the thing. Jesus, here using this word abide, is actually asking us to be the friend that never leaves. He's asking us to be that friend. So you can imagine this. You come over to Jesus' house. Okay, let's say he, he invites you over. He's got a beach house. In Hilton Head, okay, let's call it Hilton Head, all right? And he invites us over, and he's like, hey, come on in. And we hang out with him for, for a couple hours. He's got burgers on the grill, just having a, the best time. Gets about 10 p.m., right? He's like, hey, man, I gotta go to sleep. So I'll see you later, Jesus. I'm gonna go back to over here and to kind of take care of my business and, you know, do my job, whatever. And Jesus actually says, no, 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 stay longer. Stay longer. Abide with me. Remain with me. Dwell with me. And you say, okay, Jesus, you know, you're the God of the universe. I'll come hang with you. That seems pretty cool, right? So, you hang out with Jesus a little bit longer. Now it's midnight. He says, hey, man, it's getting late. I got to go. He's like, yeah, it is getting late. Jesus says, uh, why don't you come in here? I got a king master, right, in, in the back here that I'd love for you to just spend the night. In the morning, uh, I've got fresh manna in the fridge that I love to pull out for you from Moses' time. Uh, we can go take a walk on the beach. I'd love to just be with you and talk with you. And you're like, well, if you insist, Jesus. If you insist, right? Jesus is asking us to be the friend that never leaves. Abide with Jesus. Abide with Jesus, church. He, he loves this word abide so much that he actually offers us two promises, Okay. Two promises. First, he invites us to consider that if we abide, we will bear fruit. We will bear fruit. He also offers us this promise. If we don't abide, we will wither and die. Now, that's intense, but it's true. It's true. It's true. Jesus is positioning, abiding as the one thing that our faith hinges on. Jesus is encouraging us and commanding us to abide because he knows something. He knows that we can't do this alone. He's the vine and we're the branches. Think about it this way. Every lamp needs an outlet. Every truck needs an engine. Every light bulb needs the, thing, the light bulb to screw into. Uh, you know, I think about a time where my, I was driving my Ford Ranger down I-4, and the engine gave out. At 5 p.m. on I-4, westbound, I caused a huge traffic backup. So I apologize if you were there uh, last year on July 27th when I said goodbye to my Ford Ranger. Jesus knows something, guys. He knows that we are frail, we're fragile, we don't have what it takes to be God in this universe, but he does. But he does. Horizon West. In establishing uh, the roles in this relationship, in highlighting the word abide, in guaranteeing us two things if we abide or if we don't, Jesus seems to be making this point. And if you don't hear anything else tonight, I'd love for you to hear this point. We can maximize our doing for Jesus when we maximize our being with Jesus. Horizon West, this is a church plant. Y'all are doing incredible ministry to the west side of Orlando. You've been doing this for a few years now and Chris Ogden has done a great job at ministering and shepherding and leading y'all. But church planning is hard. It's hard. You're extending the kingdom to where it hasn't gone before and knowing this idea that we can maximize our doing for Jesus when we maximize our being with Jesus may just increase your ministry to the west side of Orlando sevenfold. Because Jesus knows that the act of abiding leads to fruitful action. He knows that if we want to extend the kingdom, we must first experience the kingdom. We must walk before we work. Ministry flows from intimacy. Abiding is the engine that we need to execute God's Mission. Church, we can maximize our doing for Jesus when we maximize our being with Jesus. Now, it took me to the end of that summer, if I could take you back to where I started tonight, to realize this truth. Fortunately, uh, my parents decided, hey, let's go on a cruise right at the end of my burnout. And I said, yes, I would love to go on a cruise. That seems helpful. So we went on a Royal Caribbean cruise down to the Bahamas. Any Royal Caribbean fans in the audience online, maybe if you're there, you go, yes, amen. But we got to just sit on a boat and on a private island. And all I had was my Bible, a beach chair, and my family. And God went to work on me. He brought me to passages like this. John 15, he brought me throughout all of scripture, showing me that the act of abiding produces fruitful action. He showed me that when we maximize our time with Jesus, it leads to fruitful ministry for Jesus. Now, maybe you're in the audience and you're going, yes, David, that makes sense. Thank you for sharing this with me. I'm there now. I've been there before. Or maybe one day you will be there. But maybe you're asking, okay, cool, Um, but how? How? How can I abide tonight, tomorrow, the next day, and the day after? Well, I'd love to just offer two application points. Two application points. And the first is this. Create margin. Create margin. You know, sometimes I think uh, Christian's favorite word is yes. Okay? So many of us elect to serve in this ministry and that ministry. We're the first to respond to a request to come serve in uh, missions, (laughs) missions, uh, kids ministry, student ministry, lead the killer life group, lead the killer Sunday school, um, sing in the band, go on this mission trip, and our schedules are jam packed, full of doing. But it's hard to create margin for being. So, just practically, let me kind of show you how me and my wife think about this. Every Friday night, we make room for a date night. And on those nights, we get together and we check in on one another, we laugh. Uh, sometimes we cry we just make room and space for being and I have to think about budget I have to think about scheduling I have to think about work we're just together Jesus wants the same for me and you what I'm thinking through nowadays is okay uh, can I get up 20 minutes earlier just to be Can I guard a whole day of my week, a whole 24-hour period of my week for Sabbath and for rest and for contemplating on truth and for being with Jesus? Create a margin. Second, name your feelings. Name your feelings. Now, I don't know if there's any other robots in the room like me, but... This is one of the most critical skills for your spiritual walk that I've found. Pete Scazzaro, a pastor in New York, uh, wrote a really helpful book called The Emotionally Healthy Leader. He says this, um, we cannot be both emotionally immature and spiritually mature. So here's what, I, here's what I've found helpful. Every morning when I have my quiet time, I literally have a feelings chart, okay? And I process what went on yesterday. How am I feeling? Uh, Am I feeling tired? Am I feeling worn down? Am I feeling depleted? And that's a cue that you may need to create a little more margin. See how these interact with one another? Creating margin and naming your feelings. Church, what if? What if this was a thriving ministry of First Orlando, a campus of First Orlando that did amazing things for the kingdom, but also experienced the kingdom? What if we all could commit to creating margin and commit to naming our feelings and processing how God may be speaking to us through our emotional life? I wonder what God could do. But there's one story that I think illustrates this well. And this is how I'll close. Um, there's this, uh, in like 1940, there was a professor. Uh, his name was Edwin Orr, okay? He was a professor at Wheaton College. Um, if you don't know Wheaton College, it's a historically Christian university up north uh, doing amazing, th- amazing things for, for the Lord. Um, they've had a number of really prominent, uh, just kind of evangelical figures go there. But this guy, Edwin Orr, he decides he's going to take a group of Wheaton students over to England, okay, to this place called the Epworth Refectory, the Epworth Refectory, okay. This is actually the place where John Wesley, if you know John Wesley, the founder of kind of the Methodist movement, started his ministry. Um, So it's a, you know, historically significant place. So he goes over there, they fly on a plane, and they're about to go kind of just do this research project. They end up in this Epworth refectory. If you can imagine, they're rolling in on a bus, uh, about 20 students plus the professor. They walk in. They meet their tour guide. And the tour guide um, takes them up to this room, okay, on their tour. And he gets up there, and he comes to a bedroom. And the tour guide tells them, this is actually John Wesley's bedroom. So, you know, all of the students are like, oh, my goodness, this is like the Holy of Holies, y'all. Like, oh, man. So they get in there, and then one of the students points something out. He notices that uh, there's indents on the ground. He's like, hey, this just seemed to be in an odd place. And the tour guide actually tells him uh, that's where John Wesley prayed for his country. John Wesley prayed so much that he left indents on the ground. I don't mean to say that to guilt you, okay? But man, that is abiding. That is abiding. But the story doesn't stop there. So the professor and the tour guide kind of shuttle all their students out. They finish the tour. And then they hop on their bus, all right? And so if you can imagine, the professor's like thinking about all the moms that may email him if he, you know, leaves a student behind in England. (laughs) And he goes, counts, okay? 17, 18, 19. He's like, oh, I'm missing a student. Oh my goodness! I literally lost a student in England. Ah, so he goes back up into the house. and He's like, "Hey, Mr. Tour Guide, uh, I think I lost a guy. Can you help me find him?" And he said, "Okay, well, let's trace our steps back." He uh, they take him back up to the room, and here's what they find: they find a young Billy Graham on his knees in the same exact place where John Wesley prayed all those years for his country. Billy was saying, do it again, Lord, do it again, praying for America, praying for revival. And I think y'all know the rest of the story. Billy Graham went on to lead revivals, crusades. He met with politicians. He met with presidents and the Queen of England because he knew this truth. He knew that we can maximize our doing for Jesus when we maximize our being with Jesus. So wherever you're at tonight, church, if you're feeling burnout, if you're feeling like you're thriving, wherever you're at, God, God wants something for you. He wants to abide with you. He wants to be that friend that never leaves you and you never leave him. He wants you to abide and maximize both your doing and your being and abiding Is the hinge that makes this thing work. Thanks again for listening to the Horizon West Church podcast. If you were inspired or encouraged by something you heard today, share it with a friend. For more information like our service time, location, and other info, be sure to visit us online at horizonwestchurch.com. Have a great week.